This is Aquapulse Daybreak for Wednesday, May 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Purdue. Voters knew what they were doing. Vital programs targeted. Border tax grain boon. Millennials and meat. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is back on the hot seat again today, this time before the House subcommittee that writes his department's budget. This comes one day after the White House proposed a fiscal 18 budget that would shrink USDA's workforce by more than 5% while slashing crop insurance, conservation programs, rural development, and international and domestic food assistance. In light of the budget and its proposals to gut rural development programs, Purdue may face new questions about his department's reorganization plan, which would eliminate the undersecretary for rural development. Rural development funding happens to be a priority for the chairman of the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Robert Adderholt, the Republican of Alabama. The National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition says the budget confirms the administration's plan to dismantle rural development. Yesterday, during a conference call with reporters, Purdue gave a brief statement defending the budget and then left the questions to Acting Deputy Secretary Mark Young. Purdue said, I believe the people knew what they were doing when they elected President Trump. Young assured reporters that the budget was developed before Purdue took office in late April. Roberts, budget targets, vital programs. Lawmakers and farm groups denounced the USDA's budget proposals in harsh terms. The American Farm Bureau Federation saying flatly that the budget, quote, fails agriculture and rural America. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Republican of Kansas, joked that it appeared the White House was recycling proposals from the David Stockman era more than three decades ago. Roberts said, we're just not going to do that. It looks like they went down the laundry list of everything that is absolutely vital to farmers and rural America. Still, the budget reflects the influence that conservative groups such as the Heritage Foundation are having in the White House. It remains to be seen whether that influence will wane as administration begins to fill political positions at USDA and other departments. Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, said the White House, quote, relied a great deal on ideological organizations who suggested where government can be made smaller, smarter, and drain the swamp. Heritage has been one of them. Dave Miller, who's director of research for the Iowa Farm Bureau and a farmer himself, offered an analysis of the budget as sharp as anyone's. Every presidential budget for decades has been DOA and ludicrous. They do give insight on direction and political direction and political priorities. But the numbers, cuts, and new spending are meaningless, he said in a Facebook post yesterday. For more details on and reaction to the budget, be sure to read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes this morning. Organic industry basks in growth. The Organic Trade Association is opening its annual D.C. policy conference this morning with the release of its annual survey of organic food sales. The survey is expected to show that sales grew robustly last year, even as the rest of the food industry was relatively flat. ADM chief, border tax boon to ag. 
The president and CEO of grain giant Archer Daniels Midland says the border adjustment tax proposed by House Republicans could revitalize rural areas by boosting U.S. agriculture exporters. In testimony before the House Ways and Means Committee, Juan Luciano said U.S. wheat growers and other producers are currently at a disadvantage to farmers in countries such as Ukraine that rely on a value-added tax that doesn't apply to exported products. The border adjustment, which is a critical part of the House GOP tax plan, would work similarly to a value-added tax by taxing products that are sold domestically but not goods that are produced domestically and sold overseas. Luciano told lawmakers, if I need to sell wheat to Egypt and I have the choices to bring it from Kansas City or Ukraine, Ukraine has the opportunity to get the refund of the value-added tax. He also asserted that U.S. farmers are losing market share in wheat and corn because of U.S. tax policy. He said we're slowly declining. As you decline, those communities that are boosted by agriculture continue to decline as well. Luciano assured the lawmakers that ADM would increase investment in the United States if the exports are exempted from taxation. Border tax could benefit cotton. The border tax, however, remains in deep trouble on Capitol Hill. President Trump has yet to embrace the idea there is broad opposition to the proposal in the Senate. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin reportedly has told members of the House Freedom Caucus privately that Trump will oppose the border tax. But a top tax policy reporter, Richard Rubin of the Wall Street Journal, says it's too soon to say the border tax is dead in part because there is no plan B. The border tax raises a huge amount of money needed to offset tax cuts. A former president and CEO of Walmart, William Simon, told the House committee that there are ways to soften its impact on retailers and consumers. One way to do that would involve U.S. farmers. Retailers could seek out apparel that's made overseas with U.S. cotton. That re-imported U.S. cotton would then reduce the tax the retailers would pay. Millennials may hold the promise for the meat sector. A new study suggests that younger adults, the so-called millennials, are spending more on meat relative to older people than has been the case in the past. The Oklahoma State University analysis compared relative food and beverage expenditures in 1980 and 2015 among the young and old. In comparison to older people, millennials in 2015 spent relatively more on beef, pork, poultry, eggs, cereal, and fresh fruit. Put it another way, even though spending on meat declined among both the old and the young from 1980 to 2015, it fell more among the old than the young. Here's today's He Said It. We're going to have a remedial numbers or math class for OMB folks. Then we're going to ask them to count to 60 to see if they can do that. That Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, making the point that Trump's Farm Bill proposals have no hope of passing the Senate, where it takes 60 votes to move legislation. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, May 24th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod Watkinson Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.